Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thank you for coming along again uh, to the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel the Breeze Man, Breeze Key, with Mike the Cap Kapler. And hey, we've got, you know, 720 plus podcasts here. And I'll tell you, if you're not going to listen to them all, don't listen to any because you fall short. If you're going to listen to one, you got to listen to them all. <laughs> that is the standard that we have set around here. <laughs> but it's not set in stone. <laughs> It's just an off-the-cuff, silly comment that I made. So however many podcasts you want to listen to, you're free to do it, or free not to. Uh, we're just thankful that you are listening to this one. You've come along, and uh, we're going to share some things about the grace of God, uh, the difference between the covenants. And this time, Cap, we're going to kind of respond to a comment that we received on the podcast on YouTube. And unfortunately, it's a comment that appears to have been deleted by the person, but we still have the uh, the notification that we receive via email. So it's an interesting comment, and I think it's probably something that is a common thought from people, a reaction to the things that, that we say if they haven't really listened to what we say. You know what I mean? There, sometimes people get this idea we're talking about grace. And in fact, this comment was on the podcast called The Dangers of Mixing Law and Grace. Somebody reads that title, they come up with a mindset of what they think we're talking about, and it's not really what we're saying. So we'll get into that, and you'll, you'll, you, the person listening, will, will see what we're talking about here. Yeah, and we actually appreciate hearing from people like this because you know Joel and I for 25 years now we we've kind of been in this this grace ministry I guess that we've been enveloped with as as God has led us along. Prior to that, we spent many years as as Christians through kind of a more traditional law and grace mixture, and so we we understand why people think the way they do. However, it, it's nice to hear from people sometimes from that persuasion the way we used to think, because it reminds us that sometimes what we're saying may not always be resonating with people out there in that camp. Mm -hmm. um, and so here, this gives us a chance for them to make these comments. It gives us a chance to maybe expound a little bit further, explain some things, because I'm sure there are many other people out there in the world of church who are thinking some of the same things that uh, this person wrote. Even though, like you said, Joel, it's hard to say if they actually had a reactionary comment and then went and listened to the program or just decided to delete it because they, they didn't want any confrontation. Hard to say. That's why we do recommend, even though you were trying to let people off the hook, Joel, with the Growing in Grace podcast law, <laughs> uh, I think it would be uh, maybe a, a good rule for people to listen to at least our last 613 episodes. <laughs> uh, that drops one off each week, so, but we're, we do 630, at least catch up on the last 613. And of course, uh, it's a little bit of a joke because we talk about the 613 rules, commandments, and statutes that are contained within the law. So let's take a look at this. Um, maybe take one at a time here because she makes four or five different points. But let's do the first one. Uh, she says this. Uh, this, this <laughs> you got to remember now, she's probably a little frustrated with us grace guys here. Uh, she says, so you can't keep all the law, so don't even try to keep any of it, question mark. Okay, 
How is that adultery working out for you? Maybe we ought to just stop right there and, and try to address that one. Well, I think that's probably a good one to yeah to stop right there and, and address that because we, under grace, yeah, you know what? Why not? Let's just go out and do whatever we want to do. We're under grace, and so let's just let's celebrate adultery. No, that's absolutely the antithesis of what we're saying. This really is a good opportunity to help people to understand what we're saying, because when we talk about grace and we talk about being freed from the law, and in this case, that podcast, the dangers of mixing law and grace, what we're saying, and if you've listened to us for any amount of time, you understand that we say that we're not under the law, but we're under grace. And so what we have said in the past many, many times in what the Bible says, Paul says it in Romans, for example, Paul says, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work on our members to bear fruit to death. But now, having been delivered from the law, so you see there, we're not under the law. And as we've pointed out many times as Gentiles, we actually were never under the law. But the Jews were under the law, and they had to be freed from it in order to bear fruit to God, is what Paul said. Having been delivered from the law and having died to what we were held by, we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Paul says that it was by dying to the law that he was able to bear fruit to God. He didn't say, now that I've died to the law, I'm free to just go out and commit adultery. I'm free to go out and covet. I'm free to go out and murder, steal, and do all these other things that, that, that people accuse us of when we say we're not under the law. We'll, we'll hear comments like this a lot. So why don't you yeah, just go out and murder, steal, commit adultery, do all these things, because you're not under the law. You're under grace. And that's really not what we're saying. We're saying that being freed from the law, you actually have now the opportunity by the Spirit to live a life that, no, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to want to go out and steal, murder, and covet. Paul had even said that when the commandment to covet came, when he heard that commandment about not coveting, what did it really do to him? He said coveting of every kind. <laughs> so the law didn't help him to stop doing these things. But now in Christ, apart from the law, with God's grace, we're freed. You know, grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and unrighteousness. And I'll get you in here now, Cap. Well, I don't think there's anything more <laughs> I have to say. I mean, <laughs> no, I can follow up on something. but And see, this is where you have to kind of change to a totally different paradigm, a totally different dimension from the way you used to think. Because, you know, this person kind of told us we, we need to reread our Bible without our preconceived notions. Um, but it's kind of the shoe's on the other foot here because we've already been where you are, the person who wrote to us here. So I think understanding that the law wasn't given to reduce sin. That's not why God gave the Israelites the law and the commandments. It wasn't to try to get them in line. It wasn't to try and get them to live to an acceptable standard and increase their morality to a place where God would be able to accept them or forgive them or any of that. It, it wasn't meant for that. It was meant to point them to Jesus. It was meant to show them they couldn't live up to the standard. So, I mean, there you have it. As, as you said, Paul tried to live under that system and thou shall not covet turned into more coveting. And her example here of, of adultery, how's that adultery working out for you? She's making the assumption that just because we're saying you're not under law, you're under grace, 
It's okay to go out and do all that stuff. And that we've never said that. Go back to the last 613 programs and see if you can find us <laughs> saying anything even remotely close to that. Of course we haven't. And yet we're, we're freed from this punishment that the law would give to people who couldn't live up to it, which was everybody. And so now in Christ, we're new creations. We have a new life in us, the life of God and the spirit of God to lead, guide and teach us to bear his fruit through us, to be freed from the flesh. I mean, this is what grace does. It's grace that empowers us and teaches us to deny ungodliness. And so, but we're not going to be able to do it perfectly. That's the beauty of the, of the new covenant, because the perfection is found in Christ where we abide. <laughs> um, so I think we, hopefully we, we explain some things there about that, that will, will help some people. I, I don't know if you have anything else to add or, or if we'll have time, Joel, to, to even cover uh, the next question she had. So she had said in this, um, in this comment that Paul said he had never committed offense, an offense against the Torah. Why not? I really think you ought to re—this is where your comment, uh, where your words came, what that she was talking about came in. I really think you ought to reread Romans, at least, without your preconceived notions. So like you were saying, we used to have preconceived notions about Romans until we actually read it <laughs> in, in the context of— In, in context. In, yes, yeah. exactly. And so I think—so here's what Paul had said. This might be what she was referring to, Philippians 3. I don't know if this is what she was referring to, but this is what I get out of it. Paul in Philippians 3 said that he would have confidence in the flesh— he was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. You know, Paul considered himself, at least in this, in this writing here, to be blameless according to the flesh, to be uh, blameless according to the righteousness, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But... If you read on, what he's talking about there is before Christ. He's saying before Christ. That's why he would have confidence in the flesh. However, he says, this is what he goes on to say in verse 7 of Philippians 3, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. So what he's saying here is that this righteousness, which is of the law, his blamelessness, he considers that loss so that he can have Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. Yeah, I mean, that stuff was considered rubbish uh, in order to gain Christ. And so that's where we're at here in, in a, a new covenant, because the book of Galatians tells us if righteousness could be obtained through any law, then there would have been a law given. If, if, you could, if you could get righteous by trying to keep the law, then a law would have been given. But there wasn't one. It was impossible. It, it just wasn't possible to attain right standing with God through what you did, through the works of the law. It just wasn't there. And so when people say, well, you guys are you're, you're, you're denouncing the law here. I mean, that isn't right. You should at least try to keep some of it, do the best you can. Well, you had to keep all of it or it didn't really matter. You know, you break one, you were guilty of breaking them all. And when people tell us this thing that we should be teaching people the law, they have no idea what's in there. They have no idea what it says. 
and they're nowhere near following it. I mean, they're, they're skipping over all kinds of big chunks of the law. Uh, so there's a little bit of hypocrisy with that. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why we spend so much time on this podcast talking about, well, talking about what the law actually is, what grace really is, and the differences between law and grace, the differences between the old covenant and the new covenant. It's very important stuff. It's very crucial to understanding what life in Christ is, especially when contrasted with what a lot of the church focuses on, morality, principles for Christian living, all of that stuff, when when that's the focus in church, when that's the focus in the church today, what gets missed is our identity. What gets missed is all of these things that we talk about on this podcast, and people think, indeed, that if we don't have the law, well, then we're just going to excel in adultery and murder and all these other things. A lot of wrong things are taught because of these misunderstandings. So we'll pick up on some more of this next week. The idea that Paul said he was blameless according to the law. We might touch a little bit more on that. And Peter and his own growing in grace that he did uh, with the vision of the animals and the blanket that he saw. We'll talk about that coming up next week and maybe in some weeks to come here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.